0: Little kids like to throw fits when their parents pull their hands away from touching a hot stove. As Christians, it's important for us not to be the same way. You're listening to Onward in the Faith with Ray Burns. Ray is dedicated to equipping Christians to understand why they believe what they believe so that they can keep moving onward in their faith toward maturity in Christ. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, visit patreon.com slash Faith. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And make sure you visit onwardinthefaith.com, where you can read hundreds of articles about every area of the Christian life. Now, here's Ray with today's topic. I don't know how far back the trend of celebrity pastors and teachers falling into sin goes, but from my own experience, in the past decade, it seems to happen a lot more than we may expect. Either they fall into a deep sin, or they adopt such strange beliefs in theology that it's almost impossible to listen to what they create now compared to what God used in our lives to help us grow under their teaching. Now, by the time we notice this sin or this strange doctrine, it's usually because it's become so big that either there's news articles everywhere about it or a clip gets passed around because they've said something really, really out there in their sermon or in some kind of teaching they were doing. However, Because of our experience with sin, we know that something like adultery or alcohol abuse or just really strange beliefs doesn't just pop out of nowhere. It's not a zero to 100 thing. Every sin, every bad belief that we fall into, that we adopt, is a slow series of steps that is filled with compromises and ignoring obvious warning signs So that we get to a point that we never meant to get, but we've so fooled ourselves into believing that we are right, that we can't imagine believing anything else. And so as we look at this trend of preachers and teachers falling, and we see the destination that they've reached, what we need to ask ourselves is, how did they get there? What can I learn from their sin, from they're turning away from Christ so that I, in my own life, don't look the same. And while, for the most part, we're never going to fully know the steps that a person took over months or years to get to the point where they've disqualified themselves from truly representing Jesus Christ, I suspect that if we were able to truly analyze the hearts and the actions and the course that all these people followed, we would... Find one thing in common, and that is that they never listened to someone telling them no. Now consider Proverbs 27:6, which says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy's." Now, as sinners, we can think of ourselves like a kite. You know, one of the big diamond-shaped things that flies in the air, but never actually flies because the wind isn't doing what we want to. All of us, in a way, are like kites. We want to soar away. We want to be tossed around by the wind. We want to be carried along by whatever is happening around us. You know, whether it's our emotions, our desires, whatever the world is telling us is right, or just some weird, strange belief that seems to just pop into our heads. You know, we want to just be carried along. We want, we want to keep searching for truth and pleasure and satisfaction. And now if we are kites, then in this metaphor... Christ is the one who's on the ground. He is the one who is holding on to us and keeping us grounded in truth and not just letting us fly away with whatever comes but instead only going where we should be going. And so, if we are the ones flying high in the air being pulled around and Christ is on the ground, then what does Christ use to keep us grounded? What does he use to hold on to us and to keep us coming back to the truth? Well, just like with a kite, Christ keeps us connected to him by a string. Now, there's going to be a lot of things that God uses in our lives to correct our wanderings away from Christ. God has a lot of strings that he uses to keep us connected to our Savior. Obvious things like God's Word, the Holy Spirit, and even our consciences are what we are going to often use to realize that, hey, what I'm thinking, what I'm believing, the direction I'm going is wrong, and I can see it clearly here. In, in God's Word, in, in how the Holy Spirit is informing my conscience. However, there's another very important string in our lives that we may not realize or we may not appreciate, but it is very crucial in the lives of followers of Jesus Christ. And that is other followers of Jesus Christ. Those people who are just like us who want to get, you know, tossed around and pulled around, you know, God uses his people, his broken and flawed and sinful people, to keep us grounded to that same Savior that they are also tempted to fly away from. And God does that in a number of ways. But a lot of it comes from people who either being able to use their own wisdom and their own experience to say, hey, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going through. Here is how I understood it. Here's what I have experienced and how God brought me out of this sin or this desire or this bad teaching. Or they can act as an outside party looking in on what we are thinking, what we are doing, and giving us a more objective challenge to our thoughts and behaviors. Because when we are in the middle of a sin or bad belief, it seems so true and so real, and we can only focus on what is directly in front of us but those who are outside of our situation can lovingly look in and help us see a much bigger picture than what we might be seeing. So for example, if you are someone who is struggling with addiction to drugs. In that moment when that addiction comes up, you can think of nothing else but how sweet and how satisfying that hit will be. Or with alcohol, you know, just just one drink and 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 this monkey will get off your back and everything that is bothering you will just be so much better, you know, and when we're in the midst of sin, when we're in the midst of temptation, it seems so true. We are convinced that this thing that we know is wrong. Just this one time is going to be right. It's really what we need. Just this one time, you know, we, we need Christ and we rely on Christ, but it's just not enough. It's not working. And so we want to give in to, to whatever sin is calling to us. And so, you know, one of God's faithful children can come along and say, I know this seems right now but you're not seeing the truth. You're not you're not seeing what God's word has to say about being enslaved to our passions or about putting off our sinful desires and putting on Christ. And so, just like God's word and the Holy Spirit informing our consciences and informing our thoughts and our beliefs, God's people are also a critical part of keeping us grounded in reality, grounded in truth and helping us to push away error and push away bad beliefs so that we can better adopt and believe and bring in the truth into our lives. And now for most of us, hopefully God keeps us humble enough to accept those corrections that we need so that we can keep returning to Christ and keep growing in our faith and in our knowledge and in our understanding and our love for him. But what happens when we don't want that pesky string pulling us back? telling us no, not letting us go the directions we want or think the things that we want to think or to enjoy the pleasures that we want to enjoy. You know, what happens in our lives when we want to get swept up in our sin just a little bit and not have our wickedness in our sinful hearts exposed by Christ? Ultimately, what we're going to do, whether it's God's Word or the Holy Spirit or our brothers and sisters in Christ, is we are going to flee from anything and anyone that would tell us no. Now in John 3.19, Christ says, And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. So, how many of us can relate to what's being said here? We hate truth. We want to reject or compromise the truth of God's word, or we want to distance ourselves from things like our Bible reading or prayer or other Christians. Why? Because if our deeds are evil, if our desires are wrong, then they are dark. And the light, God's truth, exposes that darkness. It exposes the evil in our hearts. It exposes us for who we truly are when we are not relying on Christ for our ultimate satisfaction. And we see this again in Ephesians 5, verses 8 to 13. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. As you try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them for it is disgraceful to speak of the things which are done by them in secret, but all things become visible when they are exposed to the light for everything that becomes visible is light. So when we are walking in the spirit, when we are truly following after our savior, then we want to pursue holiness. We want to pursue righteousness and in order to do that, we're going to surround ourselves with things that are ultimately going to set us up for success. If we want to stop getting angry or to stop drinking or to stop lusting, we are not going to expose ourselves to those things that tempt us toward that sin. And we're not going to surround ourselves with people who influence us to accept those things or take part in them or even to call them okay. So we're going to put on those things and surround ourselves with things that will push us towards what we want and we will reject those things that will hold us back from pursuing christ fully now what are we going to do when we want sin when we want to ultimately be fools well we're going to do the exact same thing we're going to surround ourselves with things and people who are going to let us Pursue the sin that we want They're going to give us permission They're going to give us Encouragement and reinforcement In those things that we want We're going to visit those websites That give us what we want We're going to buy things We're going to find ways To secretly sneak away And take part in whatever sin That we want so badly you know, And why? Because if we want to embrace darkness We need darkness around us If we want to embrace light We need light around us. If we are pursuing Christ, we can't drag sin along with us. If we want to pursue sin, we can't truly make Christ a part of our lives while doing it. They aren't compatible. They cannot possibly work. Because one is darkness, one is light. And where one exists, the other can't. And so with the report that we read of Ravi Zacharias, and as I said, I believe with every Teacher and preacher who falls into deep sin or very gross error in their theology, I suspect that we're always going to see the same thing. And that is that they do what we do. When someone wants to live in sin, they're going to reject ultimately all those people who would tell them that they are wrong or who would challenge them in what they are doing and in what they are pursuing. They will make every effort to hide their sin because they don't want it to be exposed. And they will set up safeguards. They will create a group of people who will allow them to succeed in their pursuit of sin. And the only way to do that is to not allow people who would tell you no, people who would challenge you, to be an influential part of your life. That might mean completely removing them from any kind of fellowship with you. That might mean... Kind of making them an enemy and making other people doubt what they say so that they can't have any credibility when they're challenging you, or just flat out not listening to them, allowing people to say, Hey, I have questions about this, I doubt this, but then just not really taking to heart what they say. And of course, it's not just people we do this with, but also with God's word. Because if we read God's word, then we risk the Holy Spirit fanning the flames of our conscience. And so we want to distance ourselves from any form of truth, any form of light that would expose what it is that we want. And so when we do that, we are making room for sin. We are making room for our flesh to thrive. But consider what Romans 13, 14 says about that. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. And so this pattern that we see with these famous preachers and teachers and Any kind of Christian celebrity is always going to be the same. They are going to be faced with the decision to either put on Christ or put on their desires. The more they want to bring on their desires, the more they want to pursue sin, the more they have to push away Christ and his truth. And it's not just Christ they have to reject, but anything that represents Christ in their life they have to find some way either literally by physically distancing themselves or by mentally and emotionally distancing themselves from truth and light so that they can enjoy their sin guilt free and so a big thing that we can learn from when we see these you know sins very publicly exposed is that we can see just how important christian fellowship is for our spiritual health Because in love, we are meant to challenge and encourage one another. We are meant to have those hurtful words as friends because we love that person. You know, we, if we only surround ourselves with people who just tell us yes, who give us permission to pursue things, you know, maybe initially we're going to be fine because we're going to still be in the light. But the more we realize that we don't have anything keeping us on track, the more we can start drifting, the more we can pull away from the truth. And instead, just love darkness. And that is what is so dangerous about surrounding ourselves with yes-men. You know, and that's a term that we often hear in kind of corporate America, this idea that, you know, a, a powerful boss or CEO just gets basically syncophants underneath him who will just constantly reinforce them and say, oh, yes, you're right. Oh, you're so brilliant. Oh, that person is wrong. And we love those people in our lives because they build us up. They make us think that whatever we do is right and good. They don't challenge us. They don't want us to grow. They don't encourage us to become stronger in our beliefs and in our our thoughts and in our actions. They just keep saying, yes, you're good. You're right. Everyone else who who doubts you is wrong. And we make fun of that in corporate America. We make fun of that in business. But in our own lives... We need to ask ourselves, do I want to just surround myself with people and things that will tell me yes, or do I love having my darkness exposed? Not because I just love the guilt trip, but because when my darkness is exposed, I have even more reason to turn to Jesus Christ. I have more reason to get into his word, to repent, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal even more truth to me and to help me grow in my walk. If that's what we're doing, then as I said, we're going to... Find those strings that are going to keep us attached to jesus christ that are going to keep us from wandering into sin and into error And so You know follower of jesus christ If you want to keep moving onward in your faith toward maturity in christ If you want to love god and love truth, then this isn't something that just happens You know again think about what romans 13 14 says put on christ and make no provision for the flesh. These are two very different things that we choose to do. If we want to put on Christ, we have to put off those desires and those temptations that we have. If we want to embrace sin, then we have to put off Christ. And so, you know, as we're reflecting, as we're thinking about, you know, how does what happened to Ravi Zacharias or whatever, you know, fallen Christian celebrity, you know, as we're thinking about what happened to them and how, We can learn from it. The biggest thing we need to ask ourselves is, in our own lives, when we're thinking about our sin, when we're thinking about our beliefs, are we surrounding ourselves with people who will just keep boosting us up and telling us, yes, you're right, just do what feels good, do what you believe. You know, if you believe it's true, then it's true to you. You know, do we love people who make us feel smart, who give us permission to just indulge in whatever our emotions and our bodies lead us towards? Or do we desire truth so much that we will deal with the hurtful words and the pain and the tears that come with exposing our own sin to light? And, and those people who will lovingly come around us and say, I love you, and because I love you, I need you to see this sin, this error in your life. If you're a follower of Christ, if you're listening to this episode, and if the Holy Spirit is you know, kind of poking your heart a little with that, my prayer right now is that you will just stop whatever you're doing and just look at the areas of your life where you need to put on Christ. And as a result, you need to shove away those things that are keeping you from the complete and total pursuit of holiness found in Christ. You know, remove anything in your life that is pulling you away from what is most important to you. Set yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with light so that it can expose any darkness that is dragging you down. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onward in the Faith. If you'd like to support this ministry, please visit me at patreon.com slash onwardinthefaith. If this episode was a blessing to you, please consider sharing it with others. Now, keep moving onward in your faith toward maturity in Christ.